0: Hi, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Passing Judgment, a podcast about politics and the law and a lot of things in between. I'm your host, Loyal Law School Professor Jessica Levinson. And today we're going to take a quick dive into the president's executive actions that he took over the weekend. Specifically, he took action in four different areas. Unemployment benefits, a moratorium on evictions, payroll tax deferrals, and temporary relief for student loan payments. Now, Congress was in the middle of negotiations trying to find a legislative fix on these issues. And the President of the United States basically big footed in, took unilateral action. He set an arbitrary deadline and said if you don't adhere to a deadline, if you don't adhere to an agreement by that deadline, then I'm going to go ahead and take action on my own. One has to think that this is a reaction to plummeting poll numbers, to the idea that President Trump has long thought that if he takes big, bold action, even if it's outside of political norms, even if, frankly, is unconstitutional, that that will help him in the polls. So let's remember that these actions are taken very close to the election, and that you can't read these actions without reading what the political consequences are of them are. So one initial thing to think about is something I've said a lot before. Don't ask yourself if you want President Trump to be able to implement these specific policies, Ask yourself if you want whoever is in the White House, whoever is sitting at the Oval Office, whoever is the chief executive, to have the power unilaterally, without another co-equal branch, to implement these changes. That's why Democrats and Republicans should be united in saying, no, this is an enlargement of executive authority, and if the separation of powers in our Constitution means anything, it means we have to stop these actions. Again, what's the basis of our constitution? It's a system of checks and balances, separation of powers, where our founders basically said, we're going to give each branch some power. Sometimes the power is separate. Sometimes it's overlapping. But we're going to assume that we don't trust any branch alone to act. And so the branches kind of have to police themselves. Now, when a president of the United States, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, steps outside the bounds of what typically happens outside the legislative process and by executive action decides to unilaterally implement something, we have to ask ourselves, is that an abuse of executive authority? So let's get to these specific executive actions. General takeaway is these actions are either much smaller than the president has described, meaning they're not nearly as sweeping and broad as the president has said they are, or, and or, they're just unconstitutional. So let's get to the first set of actions. These are about federal unemployment benefits. President Trump has signed a memo saying that there should be an additional $400 a week of expanded unemployment benefits. Previously, there was an additional $600 per week from the federal government. Now, devil is in the details. Lots of caveats here. States have to contribute 25% of that money and enter into an agreement with the federal government that they will do that. Not at all clear that President Trump can force states to do this. In fact, I think he knows based on comments that he can't mandate that states do this. States that are facing their own budget shortfalls, that are facing their own horrible deficits, are in a position of saying either I'm going to have to opt out and therefore my residents won't be able to get the additional federal funds, or I'm going to somehow have to find this $100 extra per person. So this isn't really a big win. What it is, it puts a lot more pressure on states. And another devil in the detail, states would have to create a new system because states can only use the old systems to pay people additional unemployment benefits based on a congressional action. Here, we just have executive action. So any benefit to people, even if it happens, would be months away. Other thing to think about Does the President of the United States even have the power to direct the federal funds for these additional unemployment benefits? Answer is probably no. We all remember from civics class, Congress has the power of the purse strings. Congress has the power to tax and spend. We're talking about federal money here that's already been appropriated by Congress for other purposes, not for additional unemployment benefits, very unclear which is another way of saying i seriously doubt that the president has the power via executive order to redirect these funds so that's the unemployment benefits now the moratorium on evictions hotly debated on the national level and on the state level this is not actually a directive that there be a moratorium on evictions it just says, federal agencies, please consider taking action to stop residential evictions. It doesn't set aside money to help tenants, landlords, or homeowners. Again, it just says to federal agencies, why don't you look to see there if there are other sources of federal funds to help these people? Very limited application, much less sweeping than what the president described. Next up, number three, the payroll taxes. So this would defer, not eliminate, payroll deductions. These are deductions that are used to fund Social Security and Medicare, and it would defer those deductions through the end of the year for people making less than about $104,000 a year. Now, This obviously is not something that would help unemployed workers, because we're talking about, by definition, a payroll deduction, people who are working. Uh, There is bipartisan support in opposition to this particular proposal. This is where we can really see President Trump saying, I want a short-term political win. Again, think about what this money is used to fund, Social Security and Medicare, which are already under significant financial pressure. The president has explicitly said, basically, good luck if you elect Vice President Biden. But if you reelect me, maybe I'll make these deferrals permanent. Maybe I'll make these cuts permanent. Not at all clear that he would have the power to do this. Again, president does not have the power to unilaterally change tax policy. And that's what this would amount to. So it's more limited in scope than we might think, and really, really shaky constitutional grounds. Fourth, and finally, delaying student loan payments. So student loan relief would be extended another three months. Again, not clear that the president can act on his own, This change doesn't require new money from Congress, from states, or from private actors. So that would be the legal argument in favor of it, but plenty of questions as to whether or not the president can wave a magic wand and implement these changes. So that really quickly is a rundown on the executive actions that were taken by the president. I've been asked a lot about this and I wanted to share it with you, my loyal listeners. Really appreciate you passing judgment with me. You can find me on Twitter at Levinson Jessica, the podcast on Twitter at past Judgment Pod, and the podcast on Instagram at Passing Judgment Pod. I will see you next time.